T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hey, it's Zach Clark, and I have a special episode of The Daily J for you. Christy Strasser and I are going to do an episode of The Daily J once a month focused on cold cases. We're calling it Daily J on the Case. Our goal is to tell you stories about unsolved crimes or crimes not solved in a satisfactory way. Not only tell those stories, but tell them focused on their human cost, the people who were affected. And that's what we have here with the case of Dr. Devon Hoover. All views, statements, and opinions made by people in this podcast are theirs alone. All individuals should be considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Dr. Devon Hoover was a pillar of society in Detroit, which is what makes his brutal murder in his palatial mansion so puzzling. This is the best person you're going to get. This is what happens. Oh, I'm going to be happy when somebody's arrested. I'm going to be elated in some assholes put in jail for this bullshit. Dr. Hoover has been dead for almost a year. What will it take to break open his case? This is the Daily J on the case. I'm Zach Clark. So I think, first of all, probably what we have to do is tell the story of Dr. Devon. Yes. So it was last April, Dr. Devon Hoover, 53 years old, neurosurgeon, Ascension Hospital, found bound gagged, shot twice in the head, naked, with one black sock, covered with a sheet in the attic of his mansion in the Boston Edison District. It's 13,000 square foot mansion. Like, this is a mansion mansion. This is not just, you know, a regular nice house. Well, that's one of the things that made the story pop, Christy, was we're visual creatures, and the story was led with his Ascension Hospital picture yep. next to the house in which he lived. And if you haven't seen it, you can Google it. It is stunning, inside yep. and out. I think that's what makes this so interesting is, Christy, he was a doctor, and there are lots of doctors, but he was he was a different kind of doctor. He was in a stratosphere almost on his own. And then after he was found, you know, that obviously was a huge story. I mean, who gets killed in a mansion like this? Who gets killed in such a terrible, grisly way? Especially a man who was so well-respected and so loved yep. by his patients, his colleagues. I mean, it was that was a shock. Yep, neurosurgeon, pillar of the community, tons of friends. Everybody loved him so much. Colleagues, just this big circle of people. So he's found killed in this terrible way. And then police almost immediately say... They have somebody arrested who they believe who can provide them with information about this case. They don't say he's a suspect. They just say he can provide them with information. 
then that guy is let go. He's never named. There's never a warrant. No one ever. Do we even know if it's a guy? I think they may have said him, okay. but I can't okay. guarantee that. But still, but we, we, know, we know nothing. Absolutely nothing. Then they let him go, and they say basically that the prosecutor's office needed more information, and they're going to work through that. And it's been almost a year. What did the chief say? Oh, yes. November, early November, Chief White said at a board of commissioners meeting, the chief said, we are very confident that we are going to bring this family justice. We are aware of the circumstances. We are confident in our suspect. And he said that in November. And it is now February. There is no suspect arrested. And that just leads everybody to have a different theory about what happens, why nobody has been arrested. And if you see, so one of the really interesting things here is because Dr. Devon had such a wide circle, there is a you know huge social media community built around people talking about this case. So there are almost 8,500 people in this Facebook group called Justice for Devon Hoover every single day, comment, comment, comment about what could be happening. Did the police lose their suspect? Do they not want to announce it because the family doesn't want an LGBTQ situation revealed? We should have mentioned that at the beginning, and I'm not sure how out he was, but Dr. Devon Hoover was gay, yes, a man who dated other men. Yes, and it matters because one of the things the police said, one of the few you know bits of information they released at the jump was that they said, basically, the public is not in danger. These were people who knew each other. Which then immediately, friends of his say he was a user of Grinder. So, I mean, we talked to some people who were on Grinder, who knew Dr. Devon and who knew these various other people. And then immediately people start doing their own investigations. And they think, oh, maybe it was this person and maybe it was that. No one has any idea. I mean, the police might have their suspect. They might just be watching him. It could be any number of things. Or it could be that their information was wrong. And they don't know who did this, and they really are at a loss. One of the things I think is interesting is on this Facebook page, people talk a lot about, because Boston Edison is such a fancy community, security cameras. Like the neighbors in these, you know, there's no way. million dollars. There's no dollar, way they didn't have it. There's no, I mean, Dr. Devon drove a Land Rover. And that's another bit of information that we actually do know. The Land Rover was found on the west side of Detroit after he was killed. Was this person connected to the west side of Detroit? Nobody knows. But you have a Land Rover, you have a 13,000 square foot mansion with mahogany walls. What are the chances that you don't have security cameras? And remember, within a couple of days after the murder, the house was robbed. Now, my theory on that originally was, well, of course it was. They showed this house on TV 8,000 times. We know the person inside doesn't live there anymore. We know exactly where it is. We can find it. And so my thought at first was, oh, well, yeah, somebody just robbed it because, of course, they did. Why wouldn't they? But other people think that that was connected to the actual crime itself. We don't know that, but that mm -hmm. is what some people think. One of the things that's really interesting here is that the police say this was not random which means that he knew the person who killed him. There's no sign of forced entry. They say there's no danger to the public. Yes, he let this person in the house, and his body was found in the attic, which tells you someone has some familiarity with this house. I mean, we can't walk into a 13,000-square-foot mansion and, and find know how, the bathroom for how to get into the attic. Yeah. So yeah. whoever this was left him in the attic, and that brings up questions about you know how well this person knew the house, and some of the things that were taken that have been publicly discussed are statues. 
I mean, again, I don't walk into a giant mansion and know which statues are valuable and which ones are not. So that leads also to an idea that there is some familiarity here. Dr. Devon was known as an art collector. He loved to go antiquing. He had friends. There are pictures all over, just like really amazing pictures of him in Portugal and these places where he's on collecting missions, you know, and he loved to renovate his house. He loved to buy beautiful things and whoever this was obviously knew that there were beautiful things in that house. But if you're just a random robber coming in out of the blue after the neurosurgeon is killed, do you know to grab a bronze statue? You ransack. It seems odd that that would have been random. So you mentioned the Facebook group. And Christy, that's how we met the person to whom we spoke for this story. And it's just a really interesting conversation. Part of it's because the person to whom we spoke didn't know the doctor all that well, but it sounds like everybody who met him knew him well enough because that's who he was. We talked to Brian, who just had so much affection for him. You hear it in his voice, and he knew him. He met him more than 20 years in ago. In the late 90s. At a restaurant. He was a waiter. I think it was 98. What was your first impression of him? Do you remember the first time you met him? He was very reserved. He was very professional, and he was kind of quiet. He was a very good-looking but he was also just very shy, but he was also very sweet. Those are kind of like intrinsic characters. And I think he was also more professional back then. Like he was keeping his professional life kind of like not separate from his personal life, but like compartmentalized. So he knew what he was doing. And so a doctor walks in. I think he was a resident at the time. A yep. doctor walks in, befriends the waiter enough that they become friends. Actually, Brian ended up at his house later on. That's how he knew where he lived. He actually had connected with him on Grinder accidentally and thought it was funny, like, oh, no, this is my friend from back in the past. And then they, you know, went to his house. And so he knew this beautiful place where he lived. But every single person tells stories about Dr. Devon and how one of the stories I thought was amazing was that when he would have parties, the caterers would be like, get out of the kitchen. Stop trying to help us. Go, you know, go be with your guests. So he would have these lavish parties at his fancy mansion and be in the kitchen with the staff helping them instead of, you know, out schmoozing with fancy people. He's one of those unforgettable people. And I'm not the only one that said that. There's quite a few people. I was sitting at the bar at Menjo's passing out the flyers. And one of the girls, she saw the flyers and she turned to me. She said, oh, my God. She said, what? She said, oh, my God, that's that doctor. I've waited on. I did a party at his house. This dude was so cool. We had to kick him out of the kitchen because he was helping us that much. I was like, are you serious? She, she said, Brian, I'm not joking. She was like, I was, that party was, she was like, that party was years ago at his house. I think it was when he first got his house. She's like, but we had to kick him out because he wouldn't stop helping our queen. Every single person, if you're at this level and every person you encounter, every person you work with, your patients, your friends, the circle of people you know and the gross points in Detroit says you are kind and amazing. I mean, just what that says about him. And Brian, one of the things that I think is amazing, too, is that Brian pops into this Facebook group all the time just to bring it back to that point of he was a kind man who cared a lot about his community. He did free surgeries. He was involved in various charities. This was not a person who, you know, kind of lived in Detroit because it was cool. This was a person who lived in Detroit and invested heavily in this beautiful house and making the area around him beautiful and then just tried to help people and be involved in his community. His legacy should not be found naked in an attic shot in the head. 
his legacy has to be bigger than that. Well, I mean, that's the thing talking to Brian, like there was a sizable amount of anger in his voice. Now he's murdered and that's an ultra productive, super valuable human being. And not that one human being is more valuable than the next, but the contributions he gave to our community are immeasurable as a doctor. Come on, man, you guys, let's put this in some damn perspective. This is what's really driving me crazy about this. It's like, this is the best person you're going to get, a freaking doctor who's healing people. And this is what happens. Oh, I'm going to be happy when somebody's arrested. I'm going to be happy. I'm still sad. I'm not going to, that sadness over that man's death is not going to change. But I'm going to be elated in some assholes put in jail for this because this is wrong on so many levels. For a lot of people in this town, you can see they're devastated. You can hear it in their voices. You can hear his family's devastation. No one deserves their family members to be murdered. No one. Not one person. And he says it over and over again that he does not deserve this. Guys like this don't deserve this. He is angry. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, Brian was the first to tell us he's a waiter. He's a waiter at local restaurants. Dr. Devon is a neurosurgeon, and he is really concerned that his legacy be remembered as the kind and generous person that he was and not a crime victim. We talked to another person, Kyle, who we both know. One of the other things I think that is interesting here is the grinder connection. And we don't know if this is connected to no. grinder or not. We don't. But there's been a lot of talk about that. I just want to get that out of the way. Yes. His sister and some various friends and family members have come together and offered a $22,500 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of whoever killed Dr. Devon Hoover. And Brian made his grinder avatar that poster. I got the flyers from Crime Stopper. Once I got the flyers, I digitally went to his Facebook and then sent them out to all of his friends. And then I logged on to my grinder. I tried to create another grinder account, but it didn't work. So I just changed my grinder account to the Crime Stopper's flyer. Because I figured if it was a hood rat or any lowbrow asshole who just was trying to roll him for money or you would rob him, my logic on that is $22,500. And they're doing dumb shit like that. They're around dumb people who want that money. And that that Mm -hmm. money will leverage that stupidity. But uh, nothing ever came of it other than a few vague threats and a couple of gay for pay dudes, you know, just talking shit. And I was just like, whatever. 
Brian talked to the police and our friend Kyle talked to the police. So did you. Yes, I talked to the police. I will tell you they did not say anything other than, actually they said two things. They said it's an ongoing investigation and that they are grateful for all of the tips that have come in through Crime Stoppers. But Brian did tell us that via that avatar that he put on Grinder, no one came forward and said, hey, I talked to this person, you know, who had hooked up with him, who, you know, knew some information. None of that has happened. But I thought it was a really interesting idea. That just showed me how dedicated he is to actually trying to help find who did this, you know, and not just like revel and rediscussing this case over and over again. We didn't get the sense that he was enjoying any of this. No, not at all. He wasn't a gawker at the scene. Like, he really wants to help find who did this. And I do think it's interesting just this connection of, you know, inside the LGBTQ community, people who we've talked to, they say, you know, there is this pervasive belief that this had something to do since the doctor, he at least let this person in who came to his house. He let them in and they did not break in. Leads people to believe that maybe this was connected to some kind of hookup, which then makes people discuss, you know, whether they should be concerned about their own safety. We didn't know this. Neither one of us are Grinder users. That the Grinder community is actually kind of small and relatively connected. I mean, there is no Tinder community. There is no Bumble community, but there is, it turns out, a Grinder community. And we just didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know. I was fascinated by that. Brian and Kyle both talked about that and how, you know, they sort of see the same people and they know the same people and people move in the same circles. Everybody uses Grinder in this town. We all use Grinder, all of us gay guys, because that's how we network socially. So I don't understand how this has been turned into a dirty little secret because everybody uses the internet for hookups and dates. So I don't understand what's the problem here talking about this. That's interesting. Do you feel like grinders use it like a bad word? Yeah, they're, they're all looking down on it. And the thing that I really find funny about that is probably 80% of the world uses these apps for whatever they use them for, from just hooking up to an actual date or whatever. Especially when you are working professionally, you work six days a week and you don't have a social life because you work. Everyone just starts kind of saying, well, maybe this person, well, maybe that person. Well, you know, we used to see this guy and now he's gone. But there's no evidence that it was directly connected to that. And there's no evidence that it wasn't, which is what happens when you have this big vacuum where police give you no information. People fill in the silence. So what do you think happens here? I mean, one of the things that I think about throughout the course of this case was a case that ran parallel in Samantha Wall, who was murdered in Detroit as well. And she was extremely high profile. And they, too, the first time around, arrested somebody and let that person go. Ultimately, though, they do now believe they have the right person. He has been charged in her murder. And I think that was a big relief for the Detroit Police Department because they had those two over their head. Now they can at least push one to the side and focus on one specifically. You know, it could be solved tomorrow or, unfortunately, never. They'll tell you that the longer a case goes on, the lower the chances that it'll be solved. And it has been almost a year now. It was late spring. Yes. Samantha was, I think, within October. three months, four mm-hmm. months, that a suspect was arrested in her death. The question about this having gone on for so many months, I mean, one of the things people talked a lot about on this Facebook group is, did they lose the suspect? Like, whoever they arrested, and no one knows officially who this was. There was a lot of conjecture about who it was. Detroit police do not have the resources to keep somebody under surveillance 24 hours a day for 10 months. So how are they keeping tabs on this person? 
Or are they not able to keep tabs on this person and this person just isn't here anymore and that's why there hasn't been an arrest? Nobody knows, but we do know that Dr. Devon Hoover's killer needs to be arrested. Because he deserves justice. Because he deserves justice and he deserves his story to have an ending that justice was served. If you think about a person who has killed somebody, even when the police say there's no danger to the community in the way that this isn't a random crime, there is still a murderer at large. There is no question that he was murdered and a murderer is at large and that needs to be solved. Today's big thanks go out to Brian for talking to us about Dr. Devon Hoover. And of course, thanks to Christy Strasser. Anyone with information on the murder of Dr. Devon Hoover should call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-SPEAK-UP. All tips are anonymous. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want that Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark. And this is The Daily J on the Case. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.